0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is from Ephesians, and I read again these words, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. Redemption by His grace. Dear friends of Christ, you know, our text talks about predestination. Predestination really is a doctrine of comfort. And it's confusing because the question is, why does God predestine some and then not others? Well, we're not going to get into all that. Um, there is an easy answer. Predestination simply is a doctrine in the Bible that says if you believe in Jesus Christ, you can have the confidence you're going to heaven. And I find that a problem. I find Christians having a difficult time having the confidence to believe they're going to heaven. And I bet if I asked you, are you going to go to heaven? And you say, I don't know. I just spent time with my uncle, or with my children's uncle. He's my brother-in-law, Jerry, Jerry Boylan, dying from cancer. And Jerry's always been a churchgoer, but never uh, really close to God in his faith. Um, He has a a strong faith, but he's dying. Am I going to go to heaven? Am I predestined? Has God chosen me? How do I know? How do I know God's chosen me? See, this doctrine of predestination is supposed to be a doctrine of comfort. You're supposed to know that you've been chosen. You're supposed to know that you've been redeemed. And so in our text, he blends that together. Death and dying and redemption and confidence. The people of Ephesus needed to know all that. They were a rich, proud people. Ephesus was a lot like America people were materialistic more concerned about gaining things and getting things and having pleasure than serving the lord and they spend with all of their wealth with all of their fun that they have going to the lake and and on their jet skis and all the things that they got to do back then right What eventually happened, of course, is they spent so much time doing all those fun things that they forgot about death and dying. What happens when we die? Where do we go? How do we know? What's my purpose here? Is it all about money? Is it all about success? What happens when it's taken away? What happens when I breathe my last? And Christianity is all about death and dying. It is the religion of death and dying. It's the religion of death and rising again. Death and life. Redemption. And so in that context, Paul preached to his people of Ephesus who were materialistic, and he told them a very simple message. We're all going to die, and we die because we're cursed. And if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came into the world and paid the price for our sin by dying on the cross, you will die forever. You will have an eternal death. But there is a way out. There is one Savior. And through Him you can be redeemed. And so our theme today, redeemed. What does that mean to you? Redeemed. It should mean everything to you. Paul writes in our text, in Christ we have redemption. In Him we have redemption. In Him is Christ, the the beloved, he says in verse 6. In Him, the beloved Jesus, we have redemption. God accepts condemned people. He accepts people destined to eternal death through the blood of Jesus redeemed. What does that mean for you and me? Well, what does it mean for my brother-in-law? Am I going to go to heaven when I die? How do I know? And so I shared with my brother-in-law all the promises that God has given us. I said, "You have been redeemed. I have good news for you. You've been redeemed." And how he said, "How do I know I've been redeemed? How do I know I have the faith? How do I know that I've been chosen?" You know what the answer is? Do you know what the answer is for you? Well, I will tell of my Savior. I will tell of the Redeemer and His wonderful grace. What does that mean for you? That you've been redeemed. That the price has been paid. That God accepts condemned sinners. And even though you die because of the curse of your sin... And even though you're sick and then there's all kinds of trouble that follow us in this world, you will be saved. How do you know all that? Well, in our text, we have three Greek words that help us to understand redemption. Or not in our text. The text has one of them. But there are three Greek words that help us to understand what it means to be redeemed. And if you understand what it means to be redeemed, then you can find great comfort in all that. I know I'm going to die. I know I'm going to be with Jesus. Why? Because God promised it. He paid the price. He shed his blood. It's over with. The devil lost. My sins are conquered. I win. Three words for redemption in Greek. Um, And again, they're all translated by the same word redeem, to buy back for us to have that better understanding of God's grace. The first word is agorazo. Agorazo simply means to buy in the marketplace, something you do every day when you go to the store. And so let's say that you, you go to the store, and, and when you get to the store, you go to the stationary aisle where they have all the pen and pencils, and you buy some pencils. And you take those pencils to the checkout. And you go through the process, they scan them or you scan them nowadays, and then you pay the price. You redeem the pencil, agarazzo, to go to the marketplace and to pay the price so that it may now be long to you and you can take it out. And 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20 talks about that. You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are now belong to God. Spiritually, of course, the idea would be Christ paid the price with his bloody sacrifice, and he gave you grace you don't deserve, love you don't deserve, and now you belong to him. You say, but how do I know I belong to him? Because he redeemed you. But how do I know I belong to him? He redeemed you. He went into the marketplace of sin and death. He went into the marketplace of Satan and the devil in the darkness of all of that, and he entered into this sinful world. And he paid the price. You say, but how do I know? How do I know I'm going to heaven? How do I know I have faith? What if I die? you're redeemed. The second word for redemption is ex-agarago, which sounds very like agarago, except it means ex is the word for out. It's that prefix, out of the marketplace. And so it it has this idea, the the word has the thought of buying something that you're now going to take out of the marketplace and put into personal use. So now you've bought the pencils, right? But you're not going to take those pencils and resell them to anybody. Those pencils are yours. Those pencils you purchased to belong to you for your own personal use. Hmm. I wonder what the spiritual significance is of redemption in that word. You're redeemed out of the marketplace so that God can use you for his own. Personal use. Redeemed to serve. I think this is where people get caught up because they know that we have been redeemed for God's personal use, but I haven't been personally very close to Jesus. And so when it's time to die, I'm not sure they really redeem me. The spiritual cons- cons- significance here of this word is found in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. He's redeemed you from the curse of death and the law, having become a curse for us, because it's written, cursed is everybody who hangs on the tree, especially our Lord Jesus, who became a curse for us and bore all our sins. All our sins. All the condemnation. He paid the price for the sin of the whole world, redeemed. That means Christ redeemed us so that we will never be resold again. We will never belong to anyone else again. The devil has no power over us. Sin has no power over us. The enemies of death have no power over us. And then when you're dying, you're saying, gosh, I sure hope that God, I hope I can get to heaven. Are you redeemed? Do you know the comfort of being called, of being chosen, of, of being predestined by God for Jesus Christ to shed his blood for you? Do you know the blood of Christ and its power? Do you tell the people of the re, that you are redeemed through grace and what that means to you? Never to be resold again taken off the market to belong exclusively to God. That's remarkable. The third Greek word for redemption is apolotrosis. It's the same word that we use here in our text. Apolotrosis means to be be set free by the price that was paid. So Luke 21, 28 uses this word. Now, when these things begin to happen, when the end of the world is near and Christ is coming, lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Don't be scared to die. Welcome it. I'm redeemed. Jesus, come back. I'm ready for the end of the world. I'm ready to meet you. I'm ready to die. Why? Because I'm redeemed. My redemption's drawing near. Can't wait. But how do you know? But how do you know the redemption's for you? I think you know, don't you? He paid the price. He paid the price so you'd have that, con- that confidence. He paid the price so that you, you'll know. He paid the price so that you know who you are. You know who you belong to. You know where you're going. You know there's a purpose in life. And it's to serve the one who paid the price. But this Greek word, apolatrosis, isn't just paying the price to purchase you out of the marketplace for his own personal use. But it has the understanding he purchased you to set you free. Apollotrosis. So he paid the price with his blood to wash all your sins away. And he says, now you're free. Now you're free. I took away the burden of sin. I took away the burden of the devil. I took away the burden of death. You're going to die, but you're going to live. I did it all. You're welcome. Now go. You're free. You're free to do what? Continue to live as if God doesn't exist. Continue to live as if Jesus didn't die for your sins. You're free to do what? To serve your Redeemer. To live for Him. To tell others of the great redemption that you have by grace through His blood. I am going to die. I am going to live. And I want you to live forever too. Christianity is all about death and life. We talk about death. And we proclaim life, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, our resurrection. And I told my my brother-in-law, I said, Jesus' blood was shed, right? The price was paid, right? And the blood is a guarantee, it's a pledge. It's a guarantee that when we die, we will have life. Do you believe that? Yes, I believe that. You've been set free. You believe you've been set free. Yes, I've been set free. How do you know? Because he did it. That's right. And who did he do it for? He did it for you. You say, but I know my past. Oh, Jesus does too. He died for it. I know the sins I've done. I know how faithful I've not been. And Jesus knows too, and that's why he died for it. He redeemed you that you might be His. He paid the price. He chose you. He predestined you. So that you can confidently, with all the confidence in the world, say, when I die, I'm going to be saved. Why? Because I deserve it? No. Because I've done enough good things? No. Because He redeemed me. Because He paid the price. And there's power in His blood. When I was a kid, Oh, seven or 08 that was one of my favorite songs there is power in his blood power in his blood right I love that song I don't know why as a kid it meant so much to me but I got it I understood power in the blood I have been redeemed I am a child of God I have nothing to fear I am going to die but I am going to live well how can you have such great confidence because he paid the price And I will tell of my Redeemer. And I will tell of the richness of His grace that has been showered upon me. And I'll put my faith into practice. That's the comfort Jerry wanted. Probably has a month left to live. He just wanted to know, who am I? You're a child of God. Uh, Not just a child of God. You are a redeemed child of God. He paid the price to make you His own personal child and then he set you free he let you go to serve him and scripture says it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were and here's the word again is not with silver or gold that you were redeemed you were redeemed not with silver or gold but with the precious blood of christ like a lamb without blemish without spot the lamb of god the sinless lamb of god and it's a guarantee. Our text says it this way, In Christ you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, the good news of your salvation, that when you die you will live, you believed in him. And we're sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is our guarantee that we will have this inheritance. Did he use that word guarantee? That the Holy Spirit will guarantee this to you? i love guarantees they're a sure thing not many sure things in this life i am redeemed how do you know it's a guarantee how do you know the holy spirit gave me that promise you are a forgiven redeemed child of god don't you see don't you see what that means for your life you know who you are you know where you're going you know the purpose you know the meaning Paul proclaims his comforting promise. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Redemption depends on the shedding of Christ's blood. Has the price been paid? If the answer is yes, then you're saved. Divine forgiveness demanded God pay the penalty. The the, the curse had to be paid for. It was the blood of Christ. It, It wasn't just simply where God said, you know, I'll just set them all free. The price had to be paid. And it has been. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of God's grace that he richly lavished upon us. Incredible words. Christianity is all about death and dying. We're going to die that we might live with him forever. That's the message. You're going to die, but you're going to live. And you come to receive that in Holy Communion today. The body of Christ Jesus, that died. And you're going to eat his body and drink his blood. And you say, well, it's a dead body. It's a dead blood. There's nothing there. No, it's not a dead body. It's not a dead blood. It's a resurrected living Christ who comes to you in his body and blood, and he says, take and eat for the forgiveness of your sins, for you have been redeemed. I have paid the price, and you're mine. You know the interesting thing about redemption? It never asks, what have you done for God? And as you're dying, that's what you wonder. What have I done for God? For redemption, never ask that question. What have you done for God? It's the glorious thing about grace, that undeserved love. It, It doesn't put you in debt to God. It pays your debt. Now, I suppose somebody would ask, but pastor, aren't we supposed to serve Jesus? Aren't we supposed to live for him? And the answer is yes, certainly yes. He saw He loved us that we might also love Him. Paul says it this way, For the love of Christ controls us. Being redeemed children controls us. It defines who we are. It defines what I think when I wake up in the morning and when I go to bed at night and when I'm breathing my last breath on this earth. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that the one has died for all and therefore all have died and He died for all That those who might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. And this Jesus who then dies and rises and pays the price says, If you love me, keep my commandments. Serve me. Now he doesn't say, because I suffered and died for you, you'd better do your part. Because I suffered and died for you, you had better. He says, I suffered and died for you. I paid the price. If you love me, I set you free. If you love me, keep my commandments. Let me illustrate it this way. It's going back to the days of America, the early days where we had slavery. And here's this beautiful young woman on the auction block. And she's being sold. And this large plantation owner steps up and he bids just a really high price to win this beautiful young girl and then after he wins the bid he turns and he starts to walk away so the woman follows him he turns around and he says i I don't think you understand i didn't come to the auction today because i needed a slave i've got plenty of slaves I bought you to set you free. And she stood there stunned for a moment. What do you do with a message like that? She'd been redeemed. The price has been paid. She had been set free. She had been purchased out of the marketplace. And she fell on her knees and she said, Sir, I will gladly serve you all the days of my life. And that's a confidence we have. That's a confidence Christ wants you to have. That's our Redeemer. You have been redeemed. The price has been paid, and you've been set free. And if you love Him, if you love Him, then keep His commandments. Live your life freely for God. You've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, forgiven for all eternity. Depart in His peace. Amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.